Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy, they know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha! Well, you know, first I have to start off and say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who sent me and Ed a well wish, a congratulations, that I'm rooting for your girl, love is amazing. I appreciate it. And to all of those who did anything opposite, who are you? I don't know what happened. I, I didn't see it, so it's all good. But um, <laughs> I'm really just being silly. You know, honestly, I always say this. It's so much easier to be positive than anything else. And so today, I figured we just continue this conversation. I have two of my really great friends. And f- they're actually not even friends. They're family. How about them apples? They're family. I have Amika King. Hello. One of my besties. Like, you know, I have a really great, I'm blessed in that I have a really great core group of girlfriends. And um, and it's very small. Like, it's funny because people, I don't have a lot of friends. That's the truth. And for me, friends are the family that we choose. And I say this all the time. That's why you're family. Um, she's really my sister. And then my other sister, like, for real, for real, She's technically my sister-in-law, but like I said last episode, I don't really like that. Like, I don't like the term stepson. I don't like sister-in-law. So she's my sister. She is married to my brother, Miss Jade Lee. Well, she has a whole lot of names. She has a lot of names like me now. She is Jade Yoshi Lee Hulliam. <laughs> oh, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> we were joking about this. My Jade is hilarious. She is like secret squirrel internet guru. Like if it exists, she will find it. Okay. Outside of the fact that she has an amazing wedding planning business, Ooh. event planning, she of course, well you y'all haven't seen, but she helped me with my wedding. I'm so grateful to have a wedding planner in the family. I'm not doing this stuff again. So that one time, <laughs> that was a one shot and. We may renew or something five years down the line and do a big shebang. I'll be ready. Yes. And she is actually planning Amika's wedding, which I'm the, well, I started as the maid of honor, but then I kind of got married. So I'm the matron of honor now. So I'm very excited. So I am the matron of honor of Amika's wedding. She's going to be Amika King Carter. Woo. Such a strong name. Such a strong name. So randomly I'm getting so amused every time I see my whole name I got a lot of damn names because I kept all of them so but they sound good together I'm Keisha Knight Pulliam Hartwell wait till you get to immigration (laughs) (laughs) so we've been we've been having that whole debate about you know I'm definitely you know adding it I'm definitely hyphenating changing my name no Knight and Pulliam weren't hyphenated before it was only Keisha Knight Pulliam I only have one hyphen not two in my name 
Um, but yeah, I'm never going to be able to fill out like any card, like where they have those little boxes where they have like amount, like for you to sign your name in, that's just not going to happen. So how do you choose? Like, what do you do? You just like, I'll just be like Keisha Knight pull heart or pull him heart. (laughs) How does that work? No, for real. I don't know. I guess you need to ask for another form. (laughs) You need to ask for another form and carry it through. Hilarious. (laughs) But the reason I wanted to do this episode is, you know, I thought it was really, really funny. So I announced that I got engaged and then, you know, we were married. And the funniest thing, and I said this in the previous episode, but I feel like people really, really didn't get it. They're like, oh, she must be pregnant. And I'm like... I'm not pregnant, guys. Do I want to be? Hells yeah. But I'm not yet. And it started a really interesting conversation because, you know, my friend Amika has two amazing little boys who are my godsons. And then Jade has my niece, Jet, who is like the best thing since sliced bread. Like this little girl, she has so much personality. And I just love, love, love children. And it made me think about you know, just motherhood in general and how in this day and age, um, people really feel like they have a right to know what's going on in your uterus. And I just think there's something wrong with that. That's It's my uterus, not right. yours. You're right. And it's my As vagina. you're talking, I have to take this waist trainer off. <laughs> I'm just like, I've been trying to hold it in. I'm glad there's no cameras here. This is sad. But wait, can we talk about the fact that Amika has on a waist trainer and she is about seven and a half pounds soaking wet? Because I'm Absolutely. skinny with a gut. There's a difference. I suck my stomach in 24-7. Amiga, how much do you weigh? It doesn't matter. But how much do you weigh? Probably about half of what I weigh. Shoot, shoot <laughs> me too. How much? Uh, 100 pounds, maybe? 98? Well, yeah, we went to Mexico to look at the venue, and we ate. It was all-inclusive, so you know you got to eat because it's, like, free. free. <laughs> right, it's free. So I gained, like, four or five pounds. So now you're 100? Shut up. I'm, like... Like, 102. 104. <laughs> My point exactly, the fact that you have a race tra- waist train on is cray. But, no, it's you know. just the gut. That's all. Babies will tear your junk up. They sure will. They will, regardless of whatever, you know, you can eat and you can exercise, but you saw how big I got. Like, there's no telling for that little person that's growing inside I of it. I always say that you're growing a whole yeah. person in your body. Yeah, that's like, serious. That's some stuff. That's crazy. And I don't, I don't feel like people really understand that, you know, people have different varying viewpoints on motherhood. And I don't personally feel it's fair to impose however you feel on somebody else. Granted, we are rallying to get Jade to try to have one more baby. I know. Just I'm done. Just one more. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> one more. She just one more. One and more. done. Hmm. One and done. Lord. So She's perfect. She is perfect. She is but perfect. She, well, imagine how even more perfect are. I know that's not a word. <laughs> Today it is. <laughs> Another little baby. You guys clearly have a good track record. Y'all right. make some great babies. Right. Yeah, but I think one's enough for us. <laughs> I think we got our hands She's full. She's like, can have the siblings? Yeah, I'm waiting for more cousins. Don't be like cousin siblings. Do you, and I'm, I want, I'm waiting on some too. Um, <laughs> I am. And I feel it's really interesting. Like one thing I was thinking about the other day is that as women – we spend, well, most women, I can only speak from my story. You spend your whole first, my first 35 years trying not to get pregnant. Right. Like, right. being excited about your period coming. Yep. <laughs> like, yes, okay, now let it go away so we can have sex again. <laughs> but now you get, I've gotten, I feel like it was a turning point for me when I turned 35. That's when I was like, no, like, I really want a baby. Like, I actually even looked into adopting. Mm-hmm. Um. I was going to adopt a child. Um, I 
I'd gone. I'm so glad that passed. Oh, they, I think all of you are. <laughs> so but I still would adopt. I, I absolutely would. still would. I know you but would. But what I realized about myself is as much as I wanted a child, I, I'm not I'm not the person. I have zero desire to be fat and pregnant and hormonal and single. Like, mm. I knew that about me. That's why I was going to adopt because I was like, I can't. I'm not that girl. I can't do that. I can't be hormonal and and fat and ankle swollen with no one to be like, baby, you're beautiful and rub You'd your feet. You'd be amazed at what you can do, right? Because you're creating a life period. Right. You're creating a miracle. And when you, again, we can only speak for our personal experiences, but you are hormonal. You are like out of your normal sense of everything. And I remember there'd be times where I'd even, I wouldn't even know why I was feeling emotional. And I'd just give Jason a warning. Like, okay, listen, you should be on notice. I'm not feeling right in my mind, but I don't have the luxury of being annoyed with you. So because everything that you do, your energy goes to your baby. So you're going to put that child before whatever little moment. And I'm not saying I know that. I know that I will do that. I understand the miracle of childbirth. I understand that they are feeding off of and absorbing and feeling all of my energy, all of my emotions, all of that. Hence why I knew as for Keisha, the best place wasn't to be single and pregnant. Right. Um, so, and I knew I wanted to be a mom, so that's why I looked into adopting. And I, you sound like my brother, Jade's husband, who's my was like, Keisha, when you go to Africa, do not put a baby in your suitcase. <laughs> you are not allowed to steal children from Africa. And I was like, I wouldn't steal one, but I really would have adopted. No, she was so serious. Like, she had met, and I personally think the guy just wanted to talk to her too. Like, he promised her a baby. So, so no, like, I did. I was sitting on a Delta flight. I was like, and I talked oh, you to are him. so beautiful. You want to baby? I'm going to get you twins. <laughs> like, I was retarded. Actually, that's a true story. I know. But anyway, to but, your point. Yeah. So, I really wanted a baby. And when I started looking, and part of why, well, there were twofold why I looked at adoption overseas, in Africa specifically, because I wanted to afford a life, something they wouldn't be able to get otherwise, you know, and I wanted a baby that shared my heritage, looked like me, you know, the whole thing. So I'd done the genealogy to find out that you can do it through, like, your um, their matriarchal side, mm-hmm. the the, the DNA testing that I did, like my brother JP would have to find out our dad's side or Mishana's one. Any of my brothers could find it out. But from the Fulani tribe in Cameroon. So I had had this whole plan that I was going to adopt a baby girl from the Fulani tribe in Cameroon. And I know. This sounds like some rich people stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like rich people from. Like, but wait. I was adopted my lineage from, so I wanted I to get right. descendants. But look, because when, when I looked at adopting in the States, like, I found I out you. because I was single I that I was considered an alternative lifestyle and frowned upon yeah. in terms of adoption. But you know what? That's that's something to say, because I think we we do criticize people for going overseas, but overseas makes it so much easier for you to adopt than, than it is here. Yeah. Even though there is a need here. It's, you got to jump through so many hoops. But and, I get it because so. there's, you know, sex trafficking is real. And, you know, people, you want kids to be placed in a good home. Mm-hmm. So I went through that moment where, yes, I was going to adopt. And I didn't because I was like, okay, I ended up getting in a relationship. I was like, okay, well, maybe I should wait. Maybe I'll have a baby. Yeah. Or not, actually not maybe. Maybe I'll be in a place to have a baby soon. And then I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like this. I've waited this long. I might as well do this in the right order. Right. I might as well get married and then have a baby. Not that there's anything wrong with the other order. 
Um, Because I feel like children are a blessing. And when you're in a union of love, whether it's for real, like, you know, right, Amika, a great example. Like it doesn't a piece of paper doesn't change the love and the commitment that you share with someone. And I can attest to that only though, even though it's been a month at this point, you know, it's made it a more it's made it amazinger. But so what do you what's your opinion, Miki? In respect to getting having a child or any of it, like for you, I know you because you had that whole 35 thing, too. You you turned 35. You looked at what's funny was for me, the whole order of marriage. You know, I kind of run on my own program anyway. Don't we all? That's Um, why we're all friends. But family, I guess I should say. What I try to do, I don't make decisions out of fear. Mm -hmm. At least I try not to. Right. That's Mm -hmm. a conscious effort on my end. I don't always get it right, but I try. And I realized the whole thing with marriage wasn't more so about what I thought or what I wanted. It was more so what I thought other people would would think. And I'm not going to allow other people to decide what what happens in my life. So I really wanted a family. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure I wanted to get married until I met Jason. And then I was like, oh, wait, okay, I get it. I want to be married to you. You know, he was someone who I wanted to be with forever. He was someone I wanted to keep. And I didn't get it before I, you know. Anyway, so fast forward, we've been together for about four or five years. And, you know, he was still kind of on like, I don't know if I want to get married. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to necessarily This is wait one of that. my favorite stories. She like walked in. Go ahead and tell yeah. me what you said. So I had decided and after contemplating for a while, this wasn't like an overnight whim or anything like that. This was probably several weeks of just processing and, and trying to decide personally. So once I decided, I thought that I would get more joy out of the family versus the marriage or mm-hmm. the wedding. And so once I was clear on that. I kindly went to my honey and said, so, I don't know where you are in regards to this whole engagement marriage thing. You you know, ponder that. But by next year, this time, if we're not engaged, we'll be having a baby. And he just looked up from his computer and he was like, okay. He ain't know she wasn't playing. But it wasn't, you know, I know I caught him off guard, but it wasn't like, what are you talking about? It was kind of a calm understanding. And then around the time we said... We would start planning, and, and we did. Jeez. We got off the pill, and it was like clockwork. So, mm. And it wasn't, I think it's it's good to say, um, it wasn't without effort, yeah. you know? We had to consciously start looking at when we were ovulating. And so it was a deliberate pregnancy. Um, and I only say that to say because, you know, people need to know it doesn't happen overnight. You know what? Let's stop right on that note because I, I found that. I, I, I yeah. get it. Like, I know. Um, so stay tuned to Candidly Keisha, and we'll be right back sharing our uterus stories. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Look for us online at play.it. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. I have in studio my sister Jade and my sister Amika, and we are talking about pregnancy and just that whole thing and, like, the obsession with it. Like, once you get to 35, I think something just shifts. And even, you know, Amika was talking about, let's pick up with you talking about it wasn't without effort. Because how old are you? Really? Yeah. Damn. I mean, this is the funny thing. Amika is the last person. Like, I would. I want to post I mean, a picture of her. Oh my god! I goodness. am it's actually. Like she's twenty-five. I am going to um, post it after this podcast. I keep forgetting. I am going to post a picture of her, so you all can all see how beautiful, four pounds and young <laughs> this lady looks, and is a mother of two. Literally. Oh my goodness. 
And I know how old you are. I can tell it. I'm 37. <laughs> right. Because you're one year older than me. Yes. And I'll be, and 30 you'll be 38 in February. In February. Yes. So and it's I'll right be around the corner. in April. Yes. Bam. Yep. So, anyhow, uh, we had our first child. I, I, we got pregnant at 34. Mm hmm. And we were just kind of like free flowing, just enjoying it. Ooh, let's practice. Let's make a baby tonight. Let's make a baby. Isn't and that then, the fun, though? It is fun. But then and when you, you look up, and six months later, you're like, okay, wait, hold up. We're not pregnant. No one's pregnant. So what's going on? Maybe we need to pay attention a little bit more. So I think it's worth mentioning. You only have like four chances a month to get pregnant. Isn't that crazy that out of, like, people yeah. don't realize that. Out of a 12-month month period, there are pretty yeah. much so few times out of all of these days— you get 12 chances. opportunities. Yep. There's an, and in that opportunity each year, there's a window of four days. Which is crazy. So Which is crazy. We were just kind of free-flowing, just enjoying it. Because I didn't want it to feel like work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I still wanted to enjoy our intimacy and, and not make it feel like, you know. So, I took the burden on of paying attention of when we ovulated. Like, after six months and speaking to... Um, my OBGYN and telling her and she was like, well, you know, let's pay attention to when you're ovulating. Mm -hmm. So then I went online and I got one of those little ovulation things. So I put on my calendar every... Do you know what? I tried that. It made me neurotic. Well, so, hey. (laughs) So I put it on. I got a reminder every time we were ovulating, but I didn't tell Jason because I didn't want him to feel like he had to perform. So I just got a little message and in those nights, I was like, so, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I wonder if he was like, damn, she's really nice tonight. Yeah. So, and just open the door butt naked, like, hey, I don't even remember. It was just, it was, it was fun. I, I, yeah, anyways. Um, The first time that I actually paid attention to the ovulation, that's when we actually got pregnant. Wow. So, and I mean, it, it was crazy. I love that, like, once we peed on that stick, I could stop holding in my gut. And I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. And he was like, oh, my God, you're showing. And I'm like, y'all. No, actually, that's just the cheeseburger I ate today. <laughs> so that that was the first freedom of it. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it does take a while. Everyone is not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, what works for someone may not work for you. Mm-hmm. So it it's... I mean, it's something that definitely, if, if things are not happening as quickly as you want, I would speak to your doctor right. without any fear about it, just to be educated on what your options are. See, the crazy thing is, like, this is your story. For I'm not going to say it's everyone's story, because a lot of women, and I feel a lot of it is mental because we're fed this, mm. that once you reach 35 or once you reach certain milestones, it's challenging. It's difficult. But, you know, Jade, on the other hand, you know, she's a little younger than we yeah. are. You know, this is the example that you're looking at. You're like, well, what do you mean we've been trying for five years and haven't got pregnant? (laughs) Then this one. Yeah, our experience was totally different. Mm -hmm. So we changed our insurance plan January 2nd Mm -hmm. to cover pregnancy. Mm. I found out I was pregnant February 12th. Didn't try. Didn't think about it. And I took a pregnancy test as a joke. (laughs) And I just got pregnant. It was just easy. Didn't think about it. Don't know anything about ovulation. Don't really care. Never looked at anything like that. <laughs> we just got pregnant so quick. I was 28. I had her when I was 29. That's awesome. Pregnancy that was easy for me. Um, delivery was easy. I had no issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, All the I, I have like a dream. Another one. I have right. like a dream story. Yeah. But it's also, I think that because my pregnancy was so easy, I thought that motherhood would be a lot uh. easier, especially. Um, with balancing a business, I thought mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I think, 
you know, I was like, oh, I'm totally going to take my baby to yeah. work. Oh, no, Jade She's was. Gonna, she, I was. She was like, delusional. She was, I like, was this. Delu- but no one told me I was batshit crazy. No, 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 no. We like, didn't tell you. I don't recall. You didn't listen. I don't recall. No, no, no. no. You told me you were going to take like three days or three weeks off for I the baby I took seven came. days off. No. I took seven days off and I was back to work. Jade was doing weddings up until the day she was due. Oh, wait. Okay, so I was due on October 17th. I had a wedding on October 18th. And then I was there all day, all night. I think... I probably left the wedding at 12 a.m., went home, delivered on the 22nd of October, seven days, and I was back to work. Yeah, but these are like the, when you own a business, like these are the struggles. Like I had no idea Very what to true. expect. I, no, no, no. I still I get it. Like because I my business is me. Exactly. So yeah. I 100 percent understand that. But with the baby, like. They're not, it's not like the, the one from the store where you can like take the batteries out and be like, okay, it's time to go to sleep now. <laughs> oh it just God. doesn't work Those that way. first few weeks. And crazy. I guess I've gotten it. It's different because being the oldest, the mothering side of things has always come very easy to me mm. because I've, I've been everyone's mom. Like Juwan, my youngest brother, called me Mommy Keisha till he was like five years mm, old. So, um, <laughs> so I don't know, but I get it. Like, so speak to that. Like how the motherhood was... Like you, the pregnancy, because I know, and I mean, we can talk about this, because I know originally you weren't, you didn't really want kids. And mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't say that in a bad way, but that was not, like how I envisioned my life always yeah. with kids, yeah. that just wasn't that how wasn't you mine. envisioned yours. No, not at all. Um, but your brother, of course. Wants the freaking basketball team. Exactly. So, you know, I think also when I made those decisions initially, I was 19, 20, 21, mm-hmm. 22. So I think that. You know, as a woman, you go through changes, definitely mm-hmm. at 21, 25. I think around 27, 28 again, mm-hmm. you go through, like, major changes. Like you're about where you're to like, be 30. Where you're like, baby, baby, baby. Because all of a sudden, it was like I woke up one day and I was like, oh, shit, I think I want a baby. Like, it just kind of wow. happened, mm-hmm. right? And then he was like, oh, great, let's do it. You and then it was done. done. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, like, it just, it all happened so quickly. But um, I definitely, I definitely had a change. And, but I think... One of the issues that I faced was that I looked a lot on social media when it came to motherhood, right? Mm. Especially when I was pregnant. Mm. So you see all of these women on social media with their like newborn, like doing anything and everything, and it looks so easy. So I thought once I had a baby, it would be so much easier because these were the images that I was seeing. Mm. And none of my friends really had kids mm. yet. So I think that definitely changed my opinion and my thoughts and really set me up to fail for the so first couple the months because I had no idea. Propaganda. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I could totally like, dress her up like a doll, but, go to meetings, whatever. <laughs> no way. But do you know something that she spoke to, which is important to know, like when you're a first time mom, there isn't a manual. Like, no. you know, even our moms. Like, I was the first, so I was definitely the guinea pig. Right. My mom, my parents didn't know what the hell they were doing with me. They just experimented. By Juwan, I guess they figured it out. Right. But, yep. you know, and it's okay not to know. <clears throat> and the importance, and I'm so grateful that I have such a village around me for when we finally do get pregnant. And I'm not even just putting the finally on it. When we get pregnant, right. you know, that I have such a wealth of knowledge and a support system that's so necessary. I think that that has been the biggest help um, is the the mommy groups. And I'm not even that, like, get-along gang kind of person, mm-hmm. if you haven't noticed. But <laughs> Neither one of y'all are. But I'm We both moved to the beat of yeah. our own drums completely. But it has been helpful. Um, like, 
these like support groups of women just to even ask your dumb questions like, okay, what about, you know, and it's funny to kind of see the the naive, like the inexperience, just people feeling totally comfortable. Like we're on like nothing fancy because I know you're like a social media guru, but it's even just like a thread, a text thread yeah, or um, like a Facebook group page of, of new moms and stuff. And it's helpful to have that. What about this? Or what about the products? And, and I know I remember you were telling me that you didn't have any friends that were pregnant and I said to call me, and I kept trying. To, I kept trying to be like, "You can borrow my. You can borrow Mika. You should call Mika. <laughs> it's Mika. helpful. It's helpful to have that wisdom and that experience. Like yeah. mommy mentors are real. Like they are, they're serious. And and it, I think it's helpful because why duplicate efforts and reinvent the wheel when it's been done? We're yeah. not the first ones. I know we like to pioneer and we're entrepreneurs and stuff, but I don't need to practice on my child. If you know that something worked. Give me that that wisdom, um, and and at the same time, there are going to be things that you're going to take ownership because you're Jet's mom, and right. you're going to want to do, yeah. and you have to feel confident in your decisions as a mom yeah. for what you want for your child. Well, let's let's do this real quick. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. We'll be right back. More about mommyhood, being you know all of that great thing, and and also being a businesswoman. So when we return, Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Look for us online at play.it. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. I have Amika and Jade. Are you taking a picture of y'all or me? Like, are y'all selfies? I'm like, oh, wait, we're Snapchatting? Hey, speaking of which, can you teach? I have no clue how to Snapchat, (laughs) y'all. I have no clue. I am so technologically unsavvy, but I'm going to learn today. I have a Snapchat. It is Keisha K. Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M. It's K-E-S-H-I-A-K-P-U-L-L-I-A-M. Again, I did not have enough letters to fit my whole name in, so I had to, to roll with what I could work with. That, that's as much as they would let me put in. So I'm going to learn how to Snapchat today. But motherhood. To put your kids on social media or not to put your kids on social oh, media? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We were adamant about that from the very beginning. Oh, yeah, they were. Um, they were very much so. You know, my husband's philosophy is this, that we owe it to our child to give her a clean slate mm-hmm. um, so that she doesn't have an Internet presence so people don't know what she looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's great. And we, you know, I posted one or two photos of her just from the back of the side. You can't see her face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like kind of protecting her privacy and her name. So Got it. we are firmly against it. We know. It sucks for aunties. We're very proud <laughs> of her. She's really cute, though. She's, I promise. She's, she's really, really cute. freaking awesome. She's like JP, but pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's gorgeous. I mean. I love her little personality is my favorite though. And yeah. She's our girl. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so Meek, how do you feel about it? About your kids on social media? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you've kind of popped that cherry for me. Um, because Keisha's had the boys on and it's so weird. But I only did it after y'all put them on. I didn't do it first. I know, but we don't have as many okay. friends as you do. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> the difference. difference. Yeah. Because with your amount of followers, you know, the images of the kids yeah. are out there, and that worries me for their safety. No, no, no. Because, I, I get it. Because they could be in a mall, and someone no, goes up true to because Jet and is like, oh, hey, Jet, I know your Auntie Keisha. We, and at three yeah. years old, she doesn't know any different. I get it. No, You know, no, she no, might not un- fully understand that this is a stranger. Mm-hmm. Jason has had people come up to him 
I was, we were yeah, and like little people come up to my channel, well not little people, but people will come up to my channel and say, hi, I've seen you. I'm like, what the hell? So, and they don't even know. They mess with the wrong one because yeah. Mika crazy as hell. And then um, this this one guy was like, you know, sometimes people think my son is your son. And I'm like, what are you talking? And I was like, oh, OK, I forgot. So and, and I have to be and I'm aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess because it's so much a part of my life, I didn't think of how it would affect your, you know, because I didn't think anyone's right. going to come up to you and be like, oh, I've seen you on right, Keisha's right. social media page. But That's just odd. But by the way, you have some freaking cute kids, too. Yes. Like, y'all make some great babies. And this is random sidebar. This is one of the things that my crazy-ass brother, Michonne, said when I was like, oh, about adopting. He was like, that's just not fair. He was like, because what happens if it's just an ugly kid and all of <laughs> us are cute? And I was like, Michonne, who says Michonne. this? Only Michonne would like, say that. who says this? I was like, every child has had their awkward years. Oh Everyone has pictures where you're like, ooh, I wish yeah, this mine picture was at 11. Mine was after pregnancy. No, you're, <laughs> you're so silly. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, that's something that I, you know, actually me and Ed had a conversation about that recently. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when we get pregnant and have a kid, how will that be handled? Because it's two sides of the coin. One, you know, definitely protecting um, the safety in, of, our, of our child. But also it's a fine line between because there's this eagerness to know that can also turn into an unsafe situation if you're if you're sh sheltering so much people then it becomes even more of a commodity mm -hmm. to find out to get to know about so i really don't have the answer like i'm i, I don't know you'll trust your gut and yeah. then you guys will decide what you want i mean jason as well he has like a lot of people, yeah. you know, on social media. And I am I play on social media. I'm not like, you know, obviously I don't even have a handler. So, um, <laughs> handler? A handle, you mean? A handle? Oh, point. <laughs> point made. <laughs> no, really, that's what it's called? It's called a handle. A handle. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> this fool said a handler. I don't have a handler. I was looking like, what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's okay. We I'm love working you still. on it. But um, so we're trying to be conscious, but you're happy about your children. So you do, you know, yeah. want to share them. I, we'll figure it out. You'll yeah. figure it out. Don't even over. Don't overthink it. No, no, no. I'm yeah. absolutely not overthinking it. I know it'll come together exactly. It'll, yeah. it'll be fine. Yep. But, you know, it's just definitely something and to it's consider. Just, it, it's also, you know, where we are society wise. Mm -hmm. Probably when they get older, it's not going to be Facebook or whatever. They're going to be able to like being people and like have chats with the actual person or whatever so, you know so it's oh, just only going to get more super intrusive extra fresh high yep. tech -ass stuff but but yeah so i don't know is there anything that we haven't covered okay for the umpteenth time i'm not pregnant yet diligently working but i'm just going to say this as her overprotective friend Stop asking. <laughs> How about that? Can yeah, my uterus be my business? Stop Can asking. my uterus be Can my people business? Like yeah. Me? Because uh, yeah, that's just, the other part uh, of it is that people don't rude. recognize that. You know, how does that feel if you've been trying and it hasn't happened? Like, how would you would how would that make you feel? You know, or what if you know this isn't my story, but sometimes what if someone's had a miscarriage and you're asking these very personal questions? Yeah. Like, I just really hope that people recognize, you know, there's this anonymity and this kind of false, false bravado and false, 
that comes with social media where people feel as though they can say and do and talk to people in any kind of way. And I feel like people don't take time and a step back to say, how would that, would I like to be talked to that way? Mm. How would I feel if someone asked me that or, you know, addressed me in that way? So treat people how you want to be treated. And my uterus, my business, period, point blank. And when it's time, I'll let y'all know. Right. So I think we should wrap it up on that one. (laughs) Well, listen, thank you so much for listening to Candidly Keisha. Amika, thank you for joining me. Jade, thank you. Um, I usually like to take this opportunity. You know, Amika, you have your, you can speak about whatever you'd like to talk about. If there's anything you'd like to drive people to one of your businesses (laughs) um, or Instagram handler, you know. (laughs) I know we know you don't have an Instagram handler, but, you know, Jade may have one. So Hilarious. Um, so feel free to stop by. We have um, two in-town salon studios, um, one in Midtown. And in Atlanta. In Atlanta, excuse me. Uh, Bayes Salon Studios, where we house beautifully talented beauty professionals. So if you want to have your own salon, come check us out. She's being really modest. She has these amazing balls as um, large beauty suites, basically where it gives the opportunity for whether you're an esthetician, a hairstylist, a makeup artist, a manicure, whatever you do in the beauty field, that you can have your own shop. And it's all under one roof. And they're immaculately decorated, so clean, so beautiful, and amazingly run. So I'm going to say that as her friend. She has her Virginia Highlands location in Atlanta, Georgia, and then Midtown, Amsterdam Walk. Check it out. Awesome. Jade Lee? And um, so I'm a wedding planner and a florist. Um, I have an Instagram handler. (laughs) (laughs) It's at Jade Lee Events. And I am on Snapchat as Jade Pulliam. Jade Pulliam. Snapchatting all today. And I'm teaching a floral class on Saturday. It's my first time. It should be very interesting. So I'll be snapping that too. Yeah. And then Jade's also going to be my um, Snapchat personal tutor so we're working on that and ladies love you you know we're y'all will be back i'm just you know mika's been dipping and dodging me i'm just gonna say that oh my God. so i have more jobs than a jamaican what are you talking about you really you do, do. More you, jobs have, than I do you have you're sure. panamanian for yeah. sure <laughs> she's really panamanian y'all but okay and you're really jamaican so. <laughs> <laughs> oh and i'm just old 100 american negro but Fulani. oh yes right? i'm oh, wait, wait by the way JP wanted that to be our baby's name. I said, that sounds really like, close to legit. Punani. I don't know about that. that. That's what I said to him. I was like, that is not, not <laughs> happening. Can you imagine? Never. Little Punani. <laughs> Come here, little boo-boo. Ew. Oh. Never. Never. He was so dead serious. I know he was. I was like, I'm so glad you won that one. I know. Right. you. <laughs> Fulani, I get it. Because, like, it's a cute name because of the not heritage. Really. But it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but no, I, it's but not. I see the jokes that could ensue. Because I sh- surely just heard Punani when you said Fulani, but anyway. So as we digress, this is Candidly Keisha, and join us again next week, and we'll have some more laughs. Fulani fail. (laughs) 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Thank <laughs> you.